Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 121. We are in our More Than Conqueror series. This week we are talking about the giant of, not as I planned, versus the Lord of Heaven's armies. Thank you for tuning in and joining me as I record. It is July 4th, 2021. The fireworks haven't begun quite yet. It's still late afternoon, but I know that it's going to be pop, pop, popping all around me tonight as I'm trying to go to sleep. Sometimes things are just not as we plan. I can't plan around July 4th. I am thankful that people celebrate. I'm thankful for fireworks. It's enjoyable. It just doesn't work with my sleep schedule. You know, we have, that's just a minor inconvenience, as you know, but we all encounter disappointments in life. As I said that, I would think that there are some of you that just think about the closed doors that you've experienced during your life. They may have been closed by another human being. They may have been closed by circumstances. They may have been closed by God himself. But either way, you've got directions that you thought was going to be the path. And it didn't work out that way. Many years ago, I was working at a job and I had somebody come up to me and noted a similar job at another company And it would have given much more room for advancement. And I decided it was worth taking the risk and at least going ahead and interviewing and just seeing what the position was about. I did the interview and I had some reservations. Even though it was a really good company, had been around for many years and probably still around to this day, I knew that there was a challenge that would be in that particular setting. You know, looking back on it 25 years at least ago now, I thank God for that closed door. Number one, because I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you today. I wouldn't have the people in my life that I do. God knew what was best. He knew what his plan was. I don't regret knocking on the door, but I'm so thankful that he closed it. It reminds me of another job interview that I had more when I was in college went uh, for an interview about an hour from home and it was with a multi-millionaire and I walked in and when I walked in for the it still seems surreal even all these years later I walked in and sat down for the interview and he was on the phone talking about some multi-million dollar deal He was a nice enough fella. 
But the thoughts of that being my career for the next 30 years, I can't even fathom. God shut the door. Those are two minor closed doors in my life. I've got others that are tougher. Doors that he closed that I may not have even realized might have been open. And then you may have some that are situations where someone is no longer in your life, either because of death or decisions. You may have always had in mind that you were going to be a mom. And that just did not happen biologically. There are so many ways that we come to bends in the road. Helen Keller, most of you know, an incredibly wise woman who went through so much. She has a quote. She says, a bend in the road is not the end of the road unless you fail to make the turn. And that's really what we're talking about today. And we've been talking the last few weeks about David and Goliath. Goliath shouting and fuming and fussing and just intimidating the Israelite army. And the fact that David saw beyond all the bravado. And instead of staring at the giant, he's like, compared to the Lord of Heaven's armies, this guy's a chump. Like, let me at him. We don't need to ignore the giants in our life. Like he acknowledged this massive piece of humanity. But he also noted that this giant was nothing in compared to the Lord of Heaven's armies that had been on David's side the whole time. That's what we've been talking about last week. We talked for our first giant. We talked about the giant of grief. Um, if you didn't listen to that and you're interested, please go back and listen. It be episode 120. And please share with others. This is a type of grief where we have a bend in the road. Years ago, I had a website for work. Um, as many of you know, because you've been listening for a while, I'm a grief counselor. So I've spent a lot of time dealing with grief in the lives of others, as well as dealing with grief in the life of myself. And on my blog, I had a poem. I didn't realize until today that it's by one of my favorite uh, poets ever, Helen Steiner Rice. I, I knew what the poem was. I just didn't realize that she was the author. It's called The Bend in the Road. And I want you to think about your own life. And I want you to think about where you have experienced these junctures. And sometimes we come to life's crossroads and we view what we think is the end. But God has a much wider vision and he knows that it's only a bend. The road will go on and get smoother. And after we've stopped for a rest, the path that lies hidden beyond us is often the path that is best. So rest and relax and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load. 
and have faith in a brighter tomorrow. You've just come to a bend in the road. And yet, how many times have we come to a closed door? And we just stared at it. That was the way we planned to go. And because it dead-ended there, we failed to make the bend. I know of people who have been staring at closed doors for years. They have been talking constantly about it shouldn't have been this way. What if? And my challenge to you is if this is ringing in your life. I ask you to have the courage of young David to acknowledge your giant. But then to have the courage to make the turn and fully surrender to God's best. It may not be as you planned it. But as you've heard me, if you've listened to this podcast for any time, as you've heard me, I often use the verses in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You and I have our plans. I didn't use the verse, but it just came to mind that we have our plans, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. God's plans cannot be thwarted. In uh, Job 42.2, it says, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. There is nothing that God has determined for your life that cannot stand. The only thing that stands in the way of you being all God created you to be and accomplishing your great and mighty purpose is you. If you stand and you stare at the door that says, not as I planned it, not as I planned, and you refuse to take the bend, you refuse to surrender that closed door to the Lord and trust Him with what's around the bend. One of these days you are going to stand and give an account of what you didn't accomplish around the bend. If you stood there and put your feet down and refused to move forward because all you could see is this is not as I planned and you refused 
to acknowledge that God had a different direction, you will stand accountable to God. But if you still have breath in your lungs, you can still make a choice. Some of the greatest stories of all time involve the choice to take what appears to be an end and use it as a bend in the road. Let's talk about a young man named Willem. That's how it was spoken in Dutch from what I can tell. So Willem, and that's not you how you have heard him spoken about over the years, but that is part of his name. He had an ordinary childhood. He was one of six children. Um, he had two sisters. He had three brothers. Grew up in a middle-class family. Uh, they went to church. He attended school. Uh, he played with his siblings. He kind of hung out by himself a lot of the time. His, his father was a very stern man, uh, very dedicated to Christian service. He grew up in a family that was a family of a legacy of preachers. His dad would leave in the middle of the night, go tend to the sick or dying that were part of his congregation. So he saw this in his father. And even though his relationship with his father was not healthy and it wasn't, wasn't in an intimate relationship with his father, there were parts of his father's life and the legacy of the pastor's that appealed to him. He liked to wander through um, the fields that surrounded the parsonage. He would watch the local farmers. He would just hang out in nature. He really enjoyed enjoyed that. Uh, he got into a little bit of helping in art galleries. His, bro uh, his um, uncle owned um, some art galleries. He had three uncles that owned some art galleries, and he kind of delved in that. He tried to kind of work in that environment and he was sent off to Paris after a misguided um, and unrequited romance. So talking about a bend in the road, end in the road kind of thing there. How many of our possible ends in the road that can become a bend in the road have to do with relationships that we thought were going to turn out differently? Well, Willem went through that. That's not the main part of this story, but it did happen in his life. Here he takes off. He goes off to, you know, follow this passion for this young lady, and it does not work out. And uh, he tried to um, kind of dabble in a life that he wasn't um, real comfortable with in this Paris city. Uh he began attending church regularly. Uh, sometimes he'd go as many as three times in the same day. He did not prefer any one denomination. He would attend church and believe that God would be found in them all. Uh, he wrote um, about his, I guess, pursuit. Um, he, would, he would write home and he would talk about biblical texts. He would talk about hymns. He would talk about sermons. Um, he continued to work in the gallery in Paris, uh, but this really wasn't his thing selling art. And so he 
he began to work as an assistant to a headmaster, a, a Methodist minister. Um, he began teaching French and German as well as bi biblical history. Uh, he he talked about the value he, when he would ride home. He talked about the value for the clergy and his desire to become an, a missionary. He just had that in his heart. Um, in 1876, um, he was certain that his evangelical calling was to, end quote, preach the gospel. And he was allowed the opportunity to deliver his first sermon. And he described it. He wrote, and he wrote, when I stood in the pulpit, I felt like someone emerging from a dark underground vault into the friendly daylight. And it's a wonderful thought that from now on, wherever I go, I'll be preaching the gospel. I mean, he is marching down, not just marching down this road. He's running down this road headlong. He feels like he has found his purpose in life. It is to preach the gospel. And he is so excited about that. From an outsider's standpoint, you're thinking preaching the gospel, that is wonderful. That, that makes total sense for a young man. But it doesn't when you're not truly called to preach the gospel. He had a sense of purpose. Um, but he, in order to be ordained in the Dutch Reformed Church, he needed to pass a state entrance exam now. That's totally foreign to the land that you know we're in now and the and how it is to be ordained, but that's just what it was back then. And he tried. He 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 worked for a year, he moved, he prepared for the exams, but he could never pass the exam. He wanted so much to preach the gospel that he applied to a training school for uh, evangelist missionaries in Brussels, and he was accepted. He was given a six-month assignment as an evangelist. And he's, you know, he's thinking, okay, you know, there was a closed door. I wasn't able to get in that direction, but I'm just going to keep going around the bend, so to speak. So in 1879, he began his career as an evangelist. And he arrived um, in this is uh looking like a clean Dutchman. But he quickly found that to engage the people from the region, he would need to become one of them, which is that truly is part of being a missionary. Um, in wanting to follow the example of Christ, he intended to form relationships with the people he had been entrusted, regardless of who they were and what they did. He desired to live out the gospel in a real and meaningful way. I mean, he had the best of ambitions. He moved out of his modest dwelling into a hut where he slept on a straw mattress. He gave his money, his food, and warm clothes to the needy. He was self-sacrificing. Doesn't that sound like, I mean, sounds like he is fully on track for what God had called him, but that's not the case. He determined his, he was self-sacrificing, determining his convictions, was not moved by other people's opinion. He preached the word of God and followed through with the actions. He nursed the sick, prayed, taught the Bible, and then helped with the chores. He wanted to follow the biblical scripture to love each other as I have loved you. I mean, he had passion for this, but we're about to see him come to the biggest end in the road or bend in the road. The head of the mission saw Vincent's behavior as excessive. They did not approve of Van Gogh taking the teachings of Christ so literally. That's a problem. <laughs> like you are to take the teachings of Christ literally. But 
After the trial period, it ended the Committee for the Evangelical Protestant Churches, Judge Vincent, oh, oops, I just slipped and gave his real first name, Willem, too extreme, and they would not continue their support. He felt a heavy load of failure. Having been rejected by the religious establishment, he felt he had disgraced himself and his family. Failing in the ministry was perhaps his hardest blow, and the days that followed his dismissal from the church were the most bitter in his life. Willem then moved to the nearby town where he felt as destitute as the miners, and he had sought to encourage. He was physically, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted. Can you relate? When have you felt like that? It may not have been the loss of a job or a loss of a career dream. It may have been a loss of a relationship dream. It could have been the death of a loved one and therefore an end in a road that you did not plan. Did not plan. What would have happened if he had just stopped there? If he had just said, I've given it my all, and this is it. Well, the world would have sorely missed the man who is arguably the most well-known artist ever. See, Willem... His first name is Vincent, and his last name is Van Gogh. He, he had always enjoyed sketching, and he would draw as part of his letters. So now in the darkness of this miner's hut where uh, all else had fallen apart, he took up his pencil and began to draw. And he wrote in a letter, I often sit up drawing until late at night to have some keepsakes, to strengthen thoughts, that automatically sprang to mind upon seeing the things. He started drawing his therapy to make sense of his experiences and to remember the folk he had laid down his life for. He didn't actually announce he was becoming an artist, but in his heart, Van Gogh had now decided what his life's work would be. And I've got the link to this article, and there are two other articles that follow after that give you the next two parts of Van Gogh's life. But what would have happened if Van Gogh had failed to make the turn? What would have happened if he had said, I've tried to follow God with all my might. This door is closed and just refused to move forward. To say that the world, literally the world, would have missed the impact of this incredible artist. I was looking earlier at just some of his masterpieces. I'm looking right now at a self-portrait that he did in 1888. And as I stare at his specific brushstrokes, the one for me, the one that because I'm not a big art person. The one that I always think of is Starry Night, because that's the one that jumps out at me that I have seen the most over the years. As you think about the story of Willem, 
uh, Vincent Van Gogh. How would the world have been impacted or have lost the impact if Vincent had chosen just to stop, just to stare at the closed door, just to mourn, and never to make that turn in the road to what truly was his destiny? How will the world miss out on the impact for which God created you if you become so mesmerized by the giant of not as I planned that you refuse to make the bend in the road to all God has in store for you? Isaiah 14, 27 says, The Lord of heaven's armies has spoken. Who can change his plans? When his hand is raised, who can stop him? You and I make our plans. And we need to make plans. That's just, that's part of being a human being. We need our plans to be in line with God's plans. But when we make plans, we are not guaranteed that they're going to work out the way we planned them. I can plan to go biking, but it could pour the rain, and that's not going to happen. I know this is a little minor one, but it does happen to me at times. We, we can be very determined people, but we can't guarantee that our plans will go as we dreamed. And yet, God can. There is not a plan that God has in his mind that will not come to fruition exactly as he purposes. So what what end of the road tempts you to just sit and stare? Isn't it time to trust the Lord that He can truly do as Romans 8.28 says and He can work all things, all things together for the good who them, for them who love the Lord and are called according to their purpose. I was listening, listening and watching. Just a simple Hallmark Christmas movie before I started this broadcast. And there was a, a phrase that just caused me to pause, rewind, rewind, rewind until I got it. The uncle in the show, the show's called Return to Christmas Creek. He's talking about this exact thing. He said, well, sometimes things don't work out the way we planned but it leaves space for something better. Is it possible that God is waiting on you to trust Him 
and make that turn so that he can show you what's truly around the next bend in the road. Our weekly assignment feature is, is there a closed door in your life which still takes your focus from all God has for you now and beyond? Call it out, walk away, and fully surrender your life to God's unthwartable plan. Don't know if the word unthwartable is really a word, but it is today because that's what in uh, in some of the translations of Job 42.2, it talks about that the Lord can do anything. There's no plan of his that can be thwarted. So that's where I pulled that word from. But like David, David acknowledged that Goliath was there. We need to acknowledge the giants. We need to acknowledge the disappointment of the closed doors. And we need to mourn. But we also need to turn and surrender to God's purposes for our life, trusting Him. that what's around that bend in the road, if we walk hand in hand with Him, is going to be for our eternal good and for His glory. I just... I thank God that he is never caught off guard. By any. By anything. These circumstances and situations. The phone call in the middle of the night. The rejection that you never saw coming. None of those caught God off guard. I'm going to read again the poem by Helen Steiner Rice. And I want you to ask the Lord, where is it that you have been sitting Assuming this was the end of the road. And may God give you the courage to hold his hand and just walk around that bend and just see what amazing plans he has for you. Sometimes we come to life's crossroads and we view what we think is the end. But God has a much wider vision and he knows that it's only a bend. The road will go on and get smoother and after we've stopped for a rest. The path that lies hidden beyond us is often the path that is best. So rest and relax and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load and have faith in a brighter tomorrow. You've just come to a bend in the road. 
May you have the courage to call out that giant of not as I plan. To walk away. Making that turn. And then fully surrender your life to God's unthwartable plan. Thank you for tuning in. Please take a moment to share this on, whether it be on social media, whether it be in email to your friends. You know of someone that needs to hear this message. You know of someone who has been staring at the closed door and they have been paralyzed by it. They may have literally spent half a lifetime just looking at not as I planned instead of surrendering to God's plans. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 again, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, and my ways are higher than your ways, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Trust His plan. It will not necessarily look as you planned, but when it's all said and done, and we stand in glory. You will never be thankful for the time that you stood paralyzed, staring at the closed door. But may you celebrate what God had for you around the bend in the road. Remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <music>